0: Hello, welcome to the Word Cafe podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Subway, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words. For it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello there. Super excited. Yes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. You know how we say it on the show. We come into the space to lean on one and another's experience and forge a positive path. Yes. Welcome to the World Cafe Live show. How are you doing? How's your day going? Super excited. Mine awesome i mean it's been cold you know where i am it's been cold you know and uh you know pretty cold. what are we doing today you're in i know you're wondering you're asking i'm super excited i have an amazing personality i mean i'll be on the show today to share a lot you know and honestly honestly it promises to be exciting so you know strap yourself in Relax. We will be talking about operating from the place called you. Yes, from the place called you. Identity has been a major issue when it comes to discovering purpose and living purpose. The person I have today on the show, ah, she, yes, you heard it, has, you know, discovered herself and owned that space and she's living her life. Who is this person you're wondering? Her name is Ekene jenny ono yes you heard me the iconic ekene well don't worry i'll bring her on i know you want to see her i know you want to hear her she's going to tell us who she really is enough of the banter where is she and there she is
1: (laughs) what a great intro
0: (laughs) thank you you're welcome you're welcome how are you
1: I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. First
0: of all, I want to say a very big thank you, you know, for accepting to do this, you know, to come on the show. Like I told you before we came on set, I I mentioned it to someone, a colleague, and she was like, hmm, she was my senior in school. I said, really? And when my wife heard me that Kenajan is coming on the show, she said, ah, the iconic. I said, yes, (laughs) beautiful. You are welcome. So, who is this iconic lady called Ekene Ajene Onu? Who is she?
1: <laughs> wow, that's a great question. So I'll tell you, professionally, I am an executive coach. I am the founder of the Iconic Womanhood community. And I am a lead coach. We have other coaches in our community now. And we support professional women who are women of faith who want to live a soulful life, but also live a purposeful and wealthy, abundant life as well. And Mm -hmm. so we have various programs, we have a mastermind, we have a retreat, we have various things we do throughout the year to support women. And I work uh, one-on-one with some women, a very small uh, number of women. I also work for organizations. I have been running my company, which is a coaching and consulting company for almost 10 years now.
2: Mm, And uh,
1: we've had the privilege of working with organizations across the U.S., uh, in Africa as well. I've done some work in Nigeria, South Africa. But we've also, we have a footprint that is pretty global in that our customer base, when we work business to consumer, is really all across the diaspora. Our sweet spot is working with women of African descent that also are women of faith. That's our sweet spot. But you don't have to be to work with me, but you know, people say I'm a bit of a closet pastor cuz I'm going to talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I always like to put that up front so people can be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, so I've been doing it for a while, but my old life, you know, people often ask how did you get into this? I used yeah. to be a pharmacist for almost 20 years. I was a practicing pharmacist. And um, while that is wonderful, noble work, it <laughs> wasn't for me. <laughs> and I knew that. Why? Knew- Why? <laughs> Actually, so this is the interesting thing. From day one, I knew it wasn't for me. When I was in college, right. like when I was 40, seventeen, I was getting ready. You know, I'd been in a prep program. So I went to school, to your point. I went to QC in Nigeria Lagos. Mm-hmm. And after school, I came to the U.S. to go to college. My parents put me in a prep program. So that's kind of like a bridging program. It was supposed mm-hmm. to help me get acclimatized. And then you make a decision as far as what you want to study in college. And I told my mom that I wanted to study creative writing, actually. I wanted to study creative writing or something in the liberal arts. Before This was before Chimamanda's time. Mm-hmm. So my mom didn't have a template of success, Right. In her mind, if you studied writing, you would starve, right? Because you know, my mom was very practical, evil. <laughs> so when I told her, I want to study writing, she said, nope, not she would not allow me to study that or anything in liberal arts. She, you know, in fact, she denies it now. But let me tell you what she said to me. She said, You can either be a doctor, you can be a, a, a doctor, a pharmacist, an engineer, or a lawyer. Or you cannot be my mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah. She denies it now. <laughs> But that's what she said. (laughs) So being a good, you know, good daughter, I knew I didn't want to go into medical uh, medicine because it was so long. Uh, My aunt Mm -hmm. is a pharmacist and a very successful pharmacist. She owns a manufacturing company. So I figured, okay, Mm -hmm. I see a pathway. And um, I decided to go to pharmacy school, even though I knew from day one it didn't make me excited. It didn't feed Mm -hmm. my soul. I could yeah. do it but it just wasn't I wasn't excited so all through pharmacy school, everyone that went to school with me knew I didn't love it and then when I started working it was practical right but here's what I told yeah. uh, what I tell people now and even now that I'm a mother, my youngest is going to go to college next year I tell mm. you know people that when we focus only on practicality, we doom okay. ourselves to mediocrity take that again take it again when we focus only on practicality we can doom ourselves to mediocrity
0: my my (laughs) so
1: i was i was a mediocre i was okay i was a good pharmacist but i wasn't going (laughs) to win awards let me just be honest right because my heart wasn't i was doing my job Mm -hmm. but i tell you you know there's a wonderful quote by an that says and the day came that the pain of remaining in the bud was more than the pain that it took to blossom.
0: Exactly. Oh. I read that I read that in one of your pieces the other day.
1: Yes. And that day came for me and I I just I I left. It was very dramatic. You know, it was a dramatic. It's a great story when you hear it on the other side. I don't recommend the way I did yeah. it. But um I just left and I jumped into the water and I had to figure out how to mm-hmm. build my boat, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't drown. Right. And Mm -hmm. by God's grace, I did. But um, I don't recommend that path. (laughs) I tell people, (laughs) find build your boat first, right? Um, But but I did it. And um, perhaps I needed to because I needed that little push. Um, But yeah, that's that's why I left pharmacy. And then I started, I I didn't even know I was going to be a coach initially. I started Mm kind of seeking. I used to hold events for women. I knew that I was called to women. I knew that I was so here to support women and I had my own personal journey of self-discovery and in that journey I wanted to share that with other people and then I went back to school and I I studied you know I studied organizational and change leadership became certified in social and emotional intelligence and many other certifications since and so it has helped me define the work a lot more but at first Mm -hmm. I just followed my own experience, my own journey, and just wanting to pour out into others.
0: Now, you you said you just jumped in.
2: Uh You
0: built your boat. You don't advise... I mean, you wouldn't advise, um, tell your clients or anybody, don't jump like that. There are steps to be taken and all that. So from your standpoint, can can you point us in the right direction? I want to switch. I want to transit. I just know in my Noah that this is not for me, but I want to move. How do I go about that? Because this is one question that has bothered so many of us out there. Yeah. So what's going to be for, as in what What are you going to tell somebody who comes across to you to so, ask that question?
1: It's interesting that you asked me that because that's one of the foundations of one of my programs. So The mastermind program that we have, the Iconic Woman Mastermind, is literally designed to help women who are at a certain level, right? Both of my programs, I have a course as well, but Mm. the mastermind is specifically for you if you're at a certain level and you're wanting to expand or even pivot, right? So we have a lot of people who want to go into entrepreneurship or who have ideas. like, I feel like I'm not really fulfilling my purpose. I'm doing well. But I want to move from success to significance, sort of, right? Mm. What is it I'm here to do? So the first thing I ask people to do is, one, you have to get a very clear assessment of where you are today. And okay. get a clear assessment of yourself because often people keep looking for the road. They want someone to give them the map to there. Mm. But if mm-hmm. you don't know where you are on the map, it doesn't matter what map you get. You're clueless, right? Someone right. could say that's where you go, but you have to know where you are in order to first chart your way to where you want to go. So there's that clarity of here is where I am. And I mean an honest assessment, right? Mm -hmm. A true, honest assessment of yourself. Then the second thing is to start really visioning. Where do you you feel called to? And part of that vision is purpose, right? What is it you feel like you're here to do? Even in the assessment of knowing yourself, so I take people through a process, there's so much that we don't know about ourselves. When you mm-hmm. ask, especially women, right, about themselves often, right, and but men too fall into this category, most of us will call our faults. Like we'll say these are the things that we're struggling with. But mm-hmm. most of us don't really look at our diamonds, so to speak, our mm-hmm. gifts. We don't know what mm-hmm. our superpowers are. We don't know what, you know, what we do really well. The things mm-hmm. that I do right now are things I've always done effortlessly, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for right. example, I'm a speaker. I speak, you can you can wake me from my bed and invite me to come and speak. And I, I, I'm not saying, I say this with um, no arrogance. It's just a reality that this is a gift that God has given me and I can yeah. speak intelligently, right? Yeah. But I'm the same person that all through uh, elementary school, my report card always says, guess what it said? Always. She talks too much.
0: She talks too much. <laughs> I was about saying that
1: talks too much. And I said it for you. See now. Wahala. Well, so she talks too much. <laughs> she talks too much. Right. So the things that some of us, even the things that are our diamonds have been framed for us in our world as weaknesses. Yeah. And you don't even know. So that's, that's why that assessment is important. So the right first part of what we do is self-mastery. And then from that place of self-mastery, right. Then and you open up authentically. What is your true desire? Because I believe God has placed desire in us. You know, there's, um, Mm. someone said it beautifully, that the desire that you have, the desire of your heart, right? So I'm I'm reframing what has been said. But I believe, you know, God said, I'll give you the desires of your heart, which are very different from the desires of your flesh. The desire of your heart is the potential that God has placed inside of Mm. you, seeking expression. It's seeking to be expressed. Mm-hmm. You know, he has given us things to be poured out into the world. So that desire, when you have a yep. desire to rise, when you have a desire mm-hmm. even for wealth, it is the potential mm-hmm. that has placed inside of you that's trying to come out to be poured into mm-hmm. the world. So knowing yourself, understanding yourself, and then visioning from that place. What is yep. it I desire? What can I do? what is my purpose? And then you start yeah. to form. And so I help people understand and we have a framework, right. That helps them understand right. okay, this is what I want to do. Right. Yeah. But then you have yeah. to have clarity on, well, who values that? Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay for it? Cause if, cause everything has to be sustainable. Right. Yeah. So we have a right. framework for all of that, to help you figure those things out. How do you speak to that market? How do you create a product that makes sense in, you know, take this, your, your, your pro idea, we ideate actually, and turn it into okay. something viable. And then mm-hmm. you go forth and you push and you put it out there into the world. And so we mm-hmm. have a process for that. And that process for me, like I said, I have trial and error, a lot of trial and error, right? You know, I say mm-hmm. my business is about 10 years old, but mm. honestly, for the first three, four years, the first three years, it was like a hobby. Okay. Maybe the first two years it was like a hobby. Then the second two two years or so it was a hustle. Like we're just straight up hustling. Like where is the mm-hmm. money coming from? It took yeah. and then it after a while then I was able to say, No, I can't continue to operate this way. I have yeah. to move to the next level. Right, and turn this into an actual business, which meant I had to learn about systems, which meant I had to have, you know, support, which meant I had to have a plan, a process, so I can project. This is how much we intend to make. This is how we're going to make it. I had to have a a strategic roadmap. So that's when we actually became a business. When you can continue to duplicate your results, right, and you have a plan. But most people stay stuck in the. A lot of women are in the hobby or hustle space Mm -hmm. right but then you have to and this is part of what we talk about how to shift your thinking shift your move and even for your career too by the way i didn't mean to just jump but whether you're this is not just for business owners even for your career so many people in their careers they are tactical but not strategic and so they don't have a plan like it's interesting to me how we always think about what university we want to go to like, yeah. no matter whether you're in Nigeria, you're in the U.S., it doesn't matter. Most people, I want to go to Ife. I want to go mm. to Ibadan, Or in, in the U.S., you know, I want to go to Harvard. I want to go to wherever. I have a plan. This is what I want to do. But when we get to university and get out, we don't often, we just want to get a job. We don't, yeah. think, I want to become a CEO in 10 years. We just are grateful to get the job. And then we hope to be promoted. And we hope to be promoted. But we don't have a strategy. We don't say, here's where I want to go. The people that do, they rise. In two years, I'm going to be here. Two years, I'm going to be here. That's actually one of the big differences between people who are very successful and people who are not. Is not intellect. It's not even access. People think, oh, I just don't know the right people. Well, you don't mm-hmm. know the right people because you haven't thought about knowing the right people. It is having a strategic mindset and a vision for where you're
0: going beautiful strategic mindset and a vision I, I i think i i mean i quite agree with you you just finish school and the next thing you want to do is get a job and they ask you okay where do you want to be in 10 years i just want to get a job really you just want to get a job there's no like okay i'm going to be uh, maybe amongst the fortune 500 companies i'm going to be at this path and all that and because it's just that there's no clear court you just like we're saying the, Pigeon English. Anywhere the left is, you know, you just move that way and all that There's no direction. Now, why did you choose this word, Iconic?
1: So, it's interesting. It was divinely, it was a divine downloader. Let me just because Because my company is actually called Refresh with Akinet. And when I first started, that was the brand we were working under. Refresh. Refresh yourself. But at some point, and this is the thing about my one of my core beliefs and one of the pillars of our business, I believe that in order for you to really be all you're meant to be, to be iconic, you have to be in divine alignment. And so at some point I, in my prayer time, I was feeling the Holy Spirit say, listen, it's time to move to the next level, right? And mm-hmm. it's time to let go of what you had before. And it's time to move forward into this new dispensation, mm-hmm and it's actually something i teach now because you know this like like we call it sacrificing your isaac which is a whole nother story but it was meant to let go of what we had and and the word came iconic womanhood i said "Ah, iconic is a heavy word and it's interesting because a lot of the women that come to me feel the same way but i went through it first right Ah, i resisted it initially those were like this is the brand that you need to carry forward Said Iconic Womanhood. I had the name Iconic Womanhood for almost six months before I started using it, right? Okay. And um, I was like, it just feels too heavy. Who am I to be iconic? And this was the work and this is the work. The The message that this n- name is for everyone too is that we are all born iconic. There's yeah. only one of you. And he says, I made you fearfully and wonderfully. The, I created you with purpose, with intention. Yeah. You are iconic there is only one of you the challenge is the reason why most of us never rise to that iconic level is that we never are fully expressed we never live up to our full potential but the mm-hmm. idea of being iconic is recognizing how unique we are you are right how unique i am mm-hmm. How unique you are and then also taking ownership of the potential that God has placed inside of us and being so committed to bringing Mm. that potential out. And so the idea of being iconic is not that now I am iconic. I've arrived. I believe Mm. that iconic is, it's a mandate every day. When I I wake up under the mandate of iconic womanhood, I have to rise to the occasion, even as simple as making my bed in the morning Mm. I, yeah. you know, I look at my bed. My bed looks at me. I, I don't... I'm not one of those children that automatically made my bed when I was younger. I never knew. I hated it. <laughs> it's a very small, small example. Very small example. I yeah. hated my bed. Even as an adult, it wasn't something I was you know, good at. But with that name change for me, it was a shift. So when I wake up and I look at my bed, I'm like, is this an iconic bed? My friend, you organize yourself and make your bed? And just make your bed right just as simple as that so it is yeah. a mandate and for me iconic is a trademark um we've trademarked rather our acronym it's an acronym i had the trademark okay. in my mind that's why i said trademark it's an acronym mm-hmm. and it stands for a woman or man you know so i'm going to open mm-hmm. it up as we're here with mm-hmm. here today hello brothers
2: yeah. right yeah.
1: <laughs> so i stands for being an inspiring person, an inspirational person. And I actually okay. think, in order for you to be truly inspirational, you have to not only be inspiring to others, but you have to be inspired by God, right?
0: Inspired to inspire.
1: Come, come on, somebody. Come on. Oh. Um, inspired to inspire. Yeah. Right? You have to be inspired yeah. to inspire. I'm going to have to take that. Mm,
0: Go go on,
2: go on, go
1: on. Then the C is for courage, being courageous. Because you can't rise into your higher self without facing your fears, right? The O is for being original. Okay. So so many of us are copying other people, trying to be like other people, but there's something original about you. You have to show up that way. The N is for necessary. Because Mm. when you recognize you're necessary, two things happen. One, you are committed to showing up no matter what, because you know people need you. But also you start to treat yourself differently because you have to think sustainability. If Mm. I know I'm necessary, I can't run myself into the ground because like as a mother, I'm necessary. So I'm always thinking in terms of I can't get sick. Because if I get sick, what's going to happen to my children? If I don't, if I'm not here anymore, what's going to happen to them? I need to take care of my family. So I'm thinking in terms of self-care because I'm necessary. The next I is intentional. Being very intentional about what do I say yes to? What do I say no to? Where am I showing up? How am I showing up? Everything should be done intentionally, intentionally. To your point, um, most people are not. They live by default. Anywhere, be- I love that thing. Anywhere is be- <laughs> right? They live by default. Anything that comes, anyhow, Shaq does bring it, right? Mm-hmm. Just They're reacting to life. But a person who is intentional does not react to life. A person who is intentional does two things. Dictates to life. And then when mm. things are out of their control, they respond to life. But they're still doing based on their internal strategy, their internal vision, right? They're not just taking it anyhow, whatever comes my way, I'm just going to take it. No, they live by design. And then the final C, and this is another shift, is for compelling. Because for you to be iconic, the word compelling means people cannot help. Like something that's compelling, you can't help it. Whether it's you like it or you hate it. Right, Whether you're attracted or repulsed It's a strong magnetic word Right, And so when you are compelling As a business owner When you're compelling Your clients will come to you Rush to you They will desire to work with you They'll love you But Mm. there are also people who cannot stand you The challenge is So many of us This is almost um, I'm trying to be careful with my words But it's almost Mm. It reminds me of when the scripture says I will spew you out of my mouth if you're lukewarm. Be hot or be cold. When Mm -hmm. you're compelling, you are you take a stand. When you're compelling, you say it powerfully and sometimes it's scary. Like there's some things that I I post. I'm like, okay, let me not get any hate. Let me just put it out there. But this has to be said, right? And I have to hold myself. But that's that's what I know. This is a compelling message. Yeah. that's what I know this is compelling because yeah. that is the power and and that's really what we're called to be when you harness that last C too it creates a shift many of my clients they come and they they're doing a lot of the things where they haven't faced this last C which is having mm-hmm. the courage to be compelling and once they do and they define themselves it's a game changer
0: a amazing advantage. amazing you know may looking at the word, the way you you've broken it down now, it, it takes us back to the actual meaning of the word. From mm-hmm. what you have explained now, as an the acronym, but it's not just the acronym. When you get the value of the from the acronym, you now see the reality of that word being iconic. Now, how do you how do you how do you manage your challenges? I want to believe doing this for the past ten years, you've had. Series of challenges. How? Let me drink water first <laughs> and drop cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't even bring a glass. I brought mm-hmm. a whole water
0: bottle. water bottle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. So I've had many challenges. And I think. Um, it's an important message that we have to give to people. And and let's break this idea that somehow having a good life, having a successful life means you don't have challenges. Mm. Uh, We have challenges. You're going to have challenges. Jesus said in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart for I've overcome the world. You will have troubles. That's reality, Mm. right? Personal. Yeah. Yeah. Your personal life sometimes in your professional life so i've mm-hmm. had challenges i've had challenges um i can talk about some business challenges right yeah. and um one of the big things again it's the same process really right so right. for example actually even in the last year so this this is a good example um, the beginning of this year is very hard for me uh, my father passed away and at the same time this year, I also... My divorce was final. And I'm a Nigerian. If you, I want you to understand the kind of background I come from. Uh, I'm, I'm the Ada. So my dad, mm. and I used to talk all the time. And I would actually reach out to him, you know, if I needed to just kind of... He was the masculine in my life, right? Mm, um, especially great. as I got older. And then, um, I want you to just think about the challenge of what that felt like my dad and my marriage ending, right? So even though I'm the one that filed, which is a challenging thing, and maybe another time I will discuss these things. Um, but even when you do, when you're forced to do that, it, there's a lot of grief. So I had a double dose of grief, right? I was married for over 17 years. 18 years 17 almost 18 yeah. years. So it was a large part of my life right. and then my father at the same time right and then I'm a business owner so I don't have the structure of a job or a paycheck I have people I pay right on my team and yeah. if you've ever experienced grief if you've ever lost a parent this is my first time ever losing a parent it felt as if the um The ground shifted underneath me. And in particular, I lost two of my masculine. I I lost, you know, even though my marriage ended, my husband was still the masculine, my ex-husband, right? And then my dad. And so I felt untethered. I felt uncovered. And then I don't even... A a job can be Mm. like a masculine. So the masculine in our lives... Masculine and feminine. The masculine is like the strong, the bolder, the structure. It's more unmoving. But the feminine is like the fluid, you know, flows all around. Yeah. So I, a a mountain and, and water, yeah. like a river, right? Yeah. And so I was used to being like the feminine, right? Because I had these masculine structures. But well, now I don't have a mm-hmm. job, right? So a business, my dad, you know, my ex, and now I'm like, oh, I felt very untethered, but this is why I'm so grateful that I have strong faith, where God is very clear about his role with us. So I had a father, I had a husband, I had a covering, God divinely, I was able to experience Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit and experience Jehovah, the Father, in a different way. But it took yeah. that, like first acknowledging. So I did not do, I'm okay, I'm good, I don't need anything, I'm fine, I got this. I didn't do that. I wept. I went to my God. I didn't go, you know, people often say, oh, who, who you know, I have therapists. I had a therapist, by the way. So I would talk to my therapist. But the real work for me mm-hmm. was I went to God and I wept. And I talked to him about This is what I'm feeling. I feel uncovered. I feel untethered. I feel like this is what I feel, you know? And I think this is an important thing. Being able to admit and acknowledge your vulnerability and even ask questions about, did I, what you know, show me, just my heart. Show me if there's any wrong in me, right? Being able to just be open and honest and, and naked before God, so to speak. I think that was such an important thing, and then God gave me a new vision and a new understanding. And I have many friends. uh, For example, one of the most difficult decisions for me was to say "I'm, I'm walking away. But talking to my my friends, I have many friends who are pastors, and and sought counsel, and they would return back with, "This is your covering. This, you know, just words of comfort and words of understanding and words of wisdom." So I, I sought out community. Many times when we go through yeah. challenges, we, we run from community. We want to come back when we're strong. We don't want to show them that we're struggling, particularly someone in mm. a world like mine, who is, quote unquote, the coach, right? You don't want to say that you struggle. You don't want to say that it's hard for you mm. sometimes. And so right. you don't go and ask for support and you drown silently. But I sought people out. I sought help. I got a therapist. I rested when I needed to rest. And my team, in fact, I talked to my team and I said to my team, listen, there's only right now I'm struggling. Y'all were struggling, but we need this business to succeed because you want to get paid, Abby. All right. So this is what we have to do. And they held me up in many ways. Right. And that's why our business, that's why I have a business to come back to. Right. So even Mm -hmm. though I was, I just focused on doing the things I needed to do and I, I the things that they could do, they did it. Mm -hmm. I did not try to do everything. I just focused. That's why it looked like I was not struggling. That's why it looked as if I was just doing fine because I'm a front-facing, I'm I'm the face of my brand at the moment. So I did the face things. The back-end things I didn't do, my team did those things. So I had the energy to do the things to carry the brand forward. And, you know, so that's one way of sort of dealing with challenges. Acknowledging This is what I feel. This is what I need. This is what I'm going through. Asking for the help that you need. Being willing to be vulnerable. To say you struggle, right? And then when the help comes, receive it.
2: Mm -hmm. Receive
1: it. So that's one of the things.
0: Beautiful. You know, listening to you, what I hear is this. You have a structure, or rather you have a structure on ground. But within that structure, you, you also have a network and that network you draw from you were not uh ashamed you understand as in being vulnerable yes i look like the alpha within this but listen sometimes the alpha also cries just like you know when scripture revealed to us on the cross he cried why have you forsaken me you know like divinity crying is that possible he needed help. And listening to you now is like this. It, it doesn't hurt to ask for help. He does. It doesn't hurt to ask for help. You just, you, you need that help. Go ahead, ask for it. If anybody laughs at you for asking, that's their business. You need help. This moment, I need help. Amazing. Thank you for being vulnerable here with us within the World Cafe. You know, I am, once again, I want to say thank you. Guys, We have been talking with the iconic woman, you know, each time that word is so heavy in my mouth, you know, the iconic woman. You will agree with me. We've been having a swell time, you know, listening to her. She's sharing with us those, you know, I call them juices, you know, within this space. Thank you so much. Now, I know you're very busy. I know giving us this time, it's a wonderful privilege so i I won't keep you here for too long tell me tell me just tell my audience tell us what is it with this gender and agenda there's a struggle you see somebody will tell you it's because i'm a woman that's why i can't do this or don't you know i'm the man what is it with us
1: Hmm. That's a, this question is a, Talk about a heavy question You know, there's a part of um, <laughs> If I want to Defeat An army that I cannot defeat Then what I Will try to do, if I can't defeat them by Force, I will try to defeat them With intrigue or with um, trick Trickery, right mm. And if I can Separate two people who are powerful Together then I'm more able to defeat them. Right. And I believe that's what's happening right now that men and women are being tricked right. Right. to look at themselves as adversaries. I mean, we can talk about even in Nigeria. I think I've always, yeah. it used to fascinate me when I was younger that the men will go to one side, the women will go to one side. Right. And it was always this idea you know how women are, you mm. know how men are. And you will see mm. a husband and a wife that mm. are meant allies. That are meant to be together. It says you leave and you cleave together because you're actually more powerful, the masculine yep. and the feminine, together. You're more powerful, not masculine mm-hmm. and other masculines, right? Not feminine and other feminines, you're mm-hmm. you're more powerful together, right? That's the the divine understanding that we that I have, right? But we have been tricked to not trust each other. So you see men who trust their their boys more than they trust their wife. And you see women who trust their girls more than they trust their husbands. And it is so damaging. It is so damaging and it weakens us. And so as a result, we're struggling, right? We're not actually rising. None of us is rising to the highest levels that we're meant to rise to. And right now we're hearing this whole, there's a lot of conversation that I feel like is piecemeal conversation that people are missing. So I teach on masculine and feminine energy, Mm. break it down a little bit what what that looks like and, and leadership what, does, what do I think about that like I said earlier I believe that we yeah. are both actually believe in gender equity and even equality let me explain what I mean we're different but we have a, a mandate the yeah. same be fruitful and multiply for I know the plans that I have for you it didn't say just for men to prosper you and do you no harm Right, mm-hmm. so there are certain things that we have a mandate on all of us, right. right? And God calls us all. For I've given to you the power to make wealth. I've given, like, all of these things are for us. And at the end of the day, when I go to meet my Maker, He's not He's not going to say, "I don't believe that there's going to be a line for men and a line for women," and say, "Okay, woman, because you know you're a woman, just enter heaven anyway because you didn't do any work, but just mm-hmm. enter." we know you're a woman no he's going to say the call i gave to you the talents i gave to you what happened there's a purpose upon your life as well so i believe that we both have that but we have different expressions of his power in us which is why when he pulled the woman out of man he didn't pull another man out he pulled a different expression of himself out of her out of him rather Mm. so that okay I see it's not good for him yeah. to be alone so I'm going to pull a different expression of us out of him because we have created man in our image so we've created it and this is the manifestation the first manifestation but now we see he needs something else let's pull another expression of us out of him and so then you have the out, feminine of, him. out of him then you have the feminine and we And if you think back even to the creation story right into the garden of Eden I want you to yeah. know, because people think that, oh, men, you can never understand women, women, you can never understand men. Forget, just think about how connected they were, that all that Eve had to do was say to Adam, see Apple, take, and he took it. That's the level of connection. There was not too much conversation, not too much talk. He understood her. She understood how to speak to him. He understood how to hear her. That was the level of connection that we had before the fall. So there is that connection that we can have together. Now we have been tricked to believe all these other different things. So now you have um, men who are fighting for dominance, right? And you also Mm -hmm. have women fighting for dominance, right? And then you have some women who are fighting to be passive and let men do all the heavy lifting, right? So there's all this confusion. But here's what I believe, that we are meant to work together. In fact, I just um, put something on my Instagram today. And there was an experience that I had and I'll share this story because I've shared it before. I shared it when I was married. I'll share it now because there are women that I work with or I connect to it and and this is a struggle they have. There's some women who feel like if I'm strong, then I won't be able to, you know, some men are, you know, intimidated by strong women or yada, yada, yada. Let me say, when I was, um, I was even just starting, I was nowhere near what I'm, I have, I hadn't even accomplished what I've accomplished today or what I will yet accomplish in Jesus' name. But I was on the radio one day in Nigeria. Amen. Right? Amen. And I don't remember what I talked about, probably something like similar to this. I came off the radio. This is when I knew that despite appearances, we have serious um, gender issues. Because I um, yeah. have different people saying different things to me, but the most important thing that I heard was my ex called me and he had said to me, what were you doing yesterday? And I said, uh, why? Because he wasn't in Nigeria. Oh, he wasn't in Lagos. And I said, oh, I was on the radio. And he said, oh, I want to tell you, which he knew, and he was supportive, by the way. But people get in your ear. So he said, I want to tell you what people are saying. And I think when he was saying it to me, he didn't know how to feel about it. I'm, I'm, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's, okay. the, that's what I thought, right? I can't really speak for him, but that's what I thought. Because he wasn't, she wasn't angry or not angry, but it was a little, of course, it's always irritating for someone to call you and talk to you about your spouse. So he said, um, I said, okay, what are they saying? And he said, they're saying that you are agunwai. And I don't know if you understand Igbo. Agunwai means lioness. I do. The actual term, but agunwai, a lot of words in Igbo has a dual meaning if you are a woman, maybe you raised your child alone, your husband has passed and you managed to hold everything together and say, ah, why? you are Why? As in, they will hail you. You're strong. You managed.
0: You're a strong woman.
1: You're a strong woman. Mm-hmm. But also it can mean a woman who doesn't know she's a woman or who's trying to be a man, you know, like a Mama G character, like a mm. masculating woman. It's like, you know, and I believe that's the way that you're trying to yeah. use it in this particular terminology, right? You know, that I'm an Aguai. And I was like, yeah. I was... So I said, okay, so what do you think about that? I said, I don't think anything. I'm just telling you what they're saying. And at that time, I had had so many experiences in Lagos that were shocking to me. That I had encountered men who were saying that a woman should be quiet when she's out with her husband. And I'm like, why? I had encountered women who told me that their husbands said they cannot come to my event. I'm like, why? I hadn't, and these, and these were like, it was blowing my mind. I'm like, what am I even really saying? Can women not be fully expressed? I don't understand the problem. Is it not a win for all of us if we rise together? And I'm going to give you a a metaphor of the Holy Spirit Mm. after this story in a second. Now he, um, I went to bed. I didn't have a response for him and I'm glad I kept my mouth shut that night. And I went to bed and I cried to God. Said, I said, "God, is this a bad thing that I'm doing? You know, I'm de- devastated by the by what is happening and this mm. latest thing, this agawai nonsense." I was angry. I was cried in righteous anger to God. What is it? Is this a bad thing to be? I was really upset. By morning, mm. the Holy Spirit had given me a word, and so I called called him and I told him. I said, "Listen, can you do something for me? The next time somebody tells you." that which means it's like you married a lioness I want you to pop your collar and beat your chest and tell them but of course because I'm a mago, I'm a lion lions only marry lions
0: <laughs> I like it's
1: only a goat that is looking I like
0: for that a goat. expression
1: and it's only a sheep that is looking <laughs> for a sheep if you want atolu maybe you're atolu but me I'm a margo I'm a lion so of course <laughs>
2: I love that.
1: And he was like, Yeah. But I tell you, the reality is the onslaught. I've ta- and I've talked to many women. Sometimes it's not even them their spouse, is the onslaught of people questioning a man's masculinity onslaught. because he has a woman who is strong. As if there's something wrong. A wise mm. king looks for a, a queen who can be an ally who has wisdom, who has strength. Mm-hmm. A strong woman has nothing mm. to do with her ability to submit or not. In fact, you cannot submit without strength. Mm. A dependent woman is not a submission, a submissive woman. That's a dependent woman. She's doing what she needs to do. But when a woman has strength, mm. and then she can submit to your leadership. That's true submission. So trying to squash her and limit her mm. limits everyone else. And so this is why you have this push-pull. You have women who feel oppressed, who are saying, stop oppressing. I want to rise. Mm -hmm. And that's that desire in them seeking expression. And you have men who are also being oppressed in that they don't get to really ask these questions. They can't even seek support. We talked about it's okay to seek help. If a man seeks help, if a man cries, if a man is vulnerable, we question his masculinity. When that is not what should question his masculinity, it's okay for him to be vulnerable. He should be vulnerable because he has to go to God and be vulnerable. He has to be able to go to God and be Mm. vulnerable. If he can't be vulnerable, how can he lead? Mm. But because we have this situation where a man doesn't know how to take dominion the way he's called to take dominion. Or he's not even encouraged to explore himself. He's not getting the support he needs. Yes, he can't express himself. He's not getting the support he needs. Then what he tries to do is dominate. Because if you don't know how to take dominion, you start trying to dominate. Mm. You're not supposed to dominate here. You're supposed to take dominion mm. out there. Right? And then a woman, because she's feeling mm. oppressed, right? She starts to fight against this person. When both of you are supposed to go out there and take dominion together and listen to the final thing I'll say on this matter. The um, Holy Spirit gave me a vision even before I had ever entered a hot air balloon. He gave me a vision. And then when I entered the hot air balloon, I had a deeper understanding. He showed me a hot air balloon and he said, this is what the masculine and the feminine look like. This is what the man and a woman look like when they are working in concert. If you look at, if you've ever been in a hot air balloon or if you've seen them, you know, it's the the mm. way the balloon, the, the material of the balloon, there's a material of the balloon. And in fact, let me tell mm. you how we experienced it. When you want to, when they want to bring the hot air balloon out, the balloon is, is flaccid and it's flat. So it's just this balloon material. But I want you to understand how powerful yeah. that material is. That material, number one, is the material that you see. You don't see the other thing. It's the material that you see, is the covering. It has to be strong enough yeah. to face what is coming internally, which is going to be the heat. But mm-hmm. it's also strong enough to deal with the winds externally. The wind The pressure Because you're going to rise It has to be strong enough So this material is quite powerful Now when it comes Then it's filled with cold air Right? Just cold air And to me that is That's an example of a man Right? And the air is just Mm -hmm. like life and his potential This is why they say He who finds a wife finds Mm -hmm. a good thing And receives favor from the Lord It's, It's the potential Mm. Right. not to say men should not because you will see the balloon will rise a little bit but then when they bring fire heat that from and I'm not a yeah. I'm not a prophet I'm neither a pastor this is not scripture this is not gospel I'm just telling you my own so that no one should go and misquote me right? I'm just telling you yeah. my own metaphor <laughs> the fire is like a woman right I'm not saying go and burn your husband and say she said fire I'm just saying the fire (laughs) so the fire comes and it heats up the air on the inside and then you see the balloon begin to rise up and then you get in the basket and
0: and it rises but the sorry sorry for breaking in the explanation you're giving yes the explanation you're giving that's the truth when a woman when a wife praises her husband or praises her man. It's like the fire. You're fanning the fire. That's right. When You're fanning the fire. You, you 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 see that? Would I say the the ego in the right sense? The man's ego in the right sense just leads up. I mean, comes alive. Right. And your expression is right. That's the truth. So that analogy you gave is inspired. Amen. And it's inspiring me now.
1: Come on now. <laughs> I always keep this on my desk for my client.
2: Thank, yes. thank, yes. thank you. Thank and
1: also you. Thank you. And praise is fire. Accountability yeah. is also fire. Yeah. True. Accountability is also fire. So let yeah. it not be that. Because I think that's another area that sometimes people get challenged. You mm. A woman who is a yes woman who is not going to say, hey, we like say we did go wrong way here. Can we explore? Of course, you Mm -hmm. learn wisdom and this is where you're learning how to lead from the feminine. I had to learn that. I had to go within myself and ask myself, have I really understood how to operate from my feminine, which is now why I teach it because for the season before I made my decisions, I had to look within myself and say, are you the woman you can be? And I made that decision to do my work, which is why I was able to Decide and and still hold my head up high because I had done. I continue to do the work, but I knew what I had put in, mm. and, and really trying to be this woman, right? So it is the praise. I one hundred percent agree with you because you can speak a word of life, right? And it's also the admonition. Sometimes it's also mm-hmm. yeah. the accountability. All that is at heat. It's also even her desiring to rise, her ambition. Some people are afraid of a woman who has mm. a there was a, there's a couple that, um, one of, she's, she's one of my clients. She was in my mastermind and, uh, she and her husband now have something called the gray couch conversations It's on YouTube. And it was interesting because mm. he mentioned how her desire to rise initially. And I, and I, I was so moved by it because very few men are open enough to say this thing openly that he had a little niggle of ah, almost like jealousy just for a moment. But he he checked himself, mm. and asked himself what he was feeling, and he used. He said it made him inspired to do more. So he saw her ambition, and instead of swelch it or resent it, he let it inspire him to even be greater. So guess what? Wonderful. They're both greater together. That's also the fire. So as she is, yeah. guess what? You keep so the and, and this is interesting on in on the hotter balloon. When the pilot wants to take it higher, Mm -hmm. he puts up more heat. He puts up more heat. And then the balloon rises. The balloon rises. And so Mm. that combination, to me, that's what we're supposed to be. Because if you look at the two, without the fire, the balloon doesn't really, cannot rise. And a fire without the balloon, again, there's no cover, there's no... It's not, it's not really being leveraged. It's not really... There's
0: being, no container. There's
1: no container, thank you. There's no container. So now, mind you, I want to make sure I'm very clear on what I'm saying. So this is not to say a single woman or a single man cannot produce. That's not true. Because the scripture already talks about how God is already that for whatever, whether you're a single man, God mm-hmm. will be the feminine. And because the Holy Spirit, you know, some people refer to the Holy Spirit as the feminine yeah. form of God. And if you're a single woman, God will be the masculine. So it's not that, oh, if you're not married, you cannot create. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. It's And that's why for me that faith is really important because that is the ultimate, right? It's mm. so important to recognize that. But right. I, I use this as a way to help us stop fighting each other and stop letting people come into you and create division. Mm -hmm. Right, Because you and your spouse, Mm -hmm. you and your your man and the woman in one accord, you know, you drive 10,000. Instead of fighting each other, instead of mistrusting her, because it's foolishness for you to mistrust the woman who Mm -hmm. has taken your name. It's foolishness for you to mistrust the man, right? Whose name you have taken, or even if you didn't take each other's names. The two of you have birthed children, you have come together. So when you come together, let's come together. And then even as a society, we need to stop this fighting of each other. No, we're different. But we both bring something powerful Mm to people. And we both need to sit at the table with the same level of confidence, of value, and of honor. Because what you bring to the table is critical. What I bring to the table is critical. So I'm one of those people that... um, Yes, I am. I mean, obviously, when you hear me, I'm a feminist in many ways. But you know that T-shirt that says the future is female? I actually have a challenge with that. I always say, no, the future is male and female. The future is male and female. And I'm not saying that to... I'm not interested in having any man pick me or anything. like That's not what this is about. This is just really, I mean, critical. I got some gray hair. I'm going to tell you what I see. You can't have it. Just men. Can't have it just women. It won't work. they it, it can't work. We have to learn to work together, and then we can actually create the
0: world that we're meant to create. Amazing, guys! I can keep her here for the next hour. I mean, the 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 the, the room, as in this room, is just. The, the, the fire is rising honestly it's just you'll agree with me we've been having a wonderful conversation you know and uh, I wish we can continue but like I always say it on the show we always bring our guest back to continue this conversation maybe in another dimension and give you I mean more should I say juices from you know this conversation I want to say a very big thank you but before I let her go where do we catch the iconic woman? Where,
1: yeah. where,
0: if we want to catch you, where do we catch you?
1: So I'm actually most active on Instagram and okay. my handle is at iconic womanhood underscore coach at iconic woman, underscore at iconic womanhood underscore coach. Gotcha. I also have a podcast. Um, not, yeah. not, uh, we're on hiatus at the moment, but you can see our old episodes. Iconic Womanhood with Ekene. And of course, you can always reach me through my website, iconicwomanhood.com. And we have a number of things coming up that you may be interested in. If you want to learn more about the mastermind that I mentioned, all you have to do is go to iconicwomanmastermind.com and you can apply and talk to someone on our team about it. Right Um, On my website, it will list all the other offers that we have. We have a yearly retreat all you have to do is go to Iconic Woman Weekend and learn iconicwomanweekend.com and learn about that. So um mm-hmm. I'm just search iconic womanhood. I'm here.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so, so much, guys. I am. Um, I am. Um, like I said, I'm tempted to keep her here for you know another mm-hmm. hour, but we need to let her go to catch up with other things and we're going to call her i know when we call on her again to come back as in to to, to have this i mean conversation on another level she won't say no
1: you know? <laughs> i like the way you just said
0: <laughs> I, le- I learned from the best i learned from the best <laughs> thank you thank you so so much Oh, I need to let her go now. But you know how we say it on the show. We come into the space to do what? Lean on others, experience, and forge a positive path. Till I come your way again. Bye for now. Let's hear what she's going to say.
1: <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much, God Thank bless.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, before we sign off I just want to encourage you yeah, it's been a wonderful time and also I'd like to hear from you your feedback you know, you've been listening to the Word Cafe podcast I would love to hear from you the feedback if you have any questions yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions, you can reach me at my email address Garibaldi at gmail.com amacrigaribaldi g-a-r-i-b-a-l-d-i art gmail.com yeah, and uh, we'll get back you know how we do it on the show thank you Awesome time It has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isobuye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights Online Bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page, the same address. Yes. Till we see you again. Bye for now.